Hello and welcome back everybody to Best Trainable Mammals, the show where we definitively, definitively, certainly decide which mammal is the best to train to do any number of tasks, or which mammals are best suited for specific tasks and arenas. Um, of course... We are discussing this in the wake of me learning about the fact that in Thailand they train monkeys to pick coconuts and now Peter is trying to stop them doing that because apparently some of the coconut farmers don't treat their monkeys very nicely and they beat them and keep them in cages and they're not very nice. But um, that's one side. I, I can't definitively say if this is evil or not. Some of the... The videos I watched of, of the monkey trainers, they seemed, they they got along with their monkeys, and the monkeys live with them and stuff. Um, so, as always, some humans are pricks. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on monkey slavery, Cal? Uh, monkey slaves are at least better than human slaves. Um, <laughs> like, I, I'd much rather it was monkeys uh, getting beaten for not picking coconuts right than humans getting beaten for not picking the coconuts right uh but it, uh, you well, know that's a controversial opinion i know <laughs> well they, they the monkeys pick the coconuts oh supposedly only pick yeah. the ones in the really really high high trees uh, right because it's really actually very dangerous to pick coconuts for people because they like just have a big stick with a knife on the end of it and they just stab them and apparently yeah. lots of people like two thousand people a year die from falling coconuts or some Jeez. disturbingly high number i mean that that is pretty crazy and I guess, mm. yeah, when you're a monkey and you're sort of an arboreal living creature, it's it's much easier to you know, get up there, get those coconuts safely. You're much less likely to have one fall on your head because you're about the size of one. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah. Uh. So, like, I don't know, like, uh, not, not to get political, I think that's a super interesting, like, idea. Um, like, because, uh, like... As far as intelligence goes, obviously monkeys are pretty high up there. But I, I'd be interested to see sort of what other sort of wildlife we don't we don't have to like domesticate to get them to do things that we want. Like, um, like I was thinking, like th this just popped into my head now. Um, if we had some sort of bird feeding mechanism that f dropped a pellet of food whenever a bird deposited rubbish into a rubbish bin. Oh shit! Yeah, that'd be like fantastic. <laughs> so, because like, the crows would love that shit. Yeah, there are plenty of birds who are smart enough to to learn that and to keep doing it. Oh, that's actually and, yeah, good. It, uh, the the problem is, I guess, overfeeding them, and maybe they're smart enough to break into the machine <laughs> and get the food, or break into the bin and keep depositing the same thing in the bin over and over yeah, again. Yeah, or to like just keep pecking at the mechanism that detects it, mm, or they yeah. just chuck rocks in there. True, true, true. Yeah, because there'd be no sticks. real way to detect um, what's going in. But I'm sure there are smarter people than me who could figure out a machine to do this. Like, I'm sure there mm. is a way. But I'm just picturing sort of every time the door opens, um, that a piece of food drops in. So that that obviously wouldn't work. But, yeah. Like that, that reminds, that's... Me of a, um, reminds me of a video I saw of a guy that built an obstacle course for squirrels. So they kept stealing food out of the bird feeder. So we built like this little obstacle course where there's like, you know, ropes they had to go across and then like a little maze they had to get through. And then there was a bit where like if they sat on a platform for too long, it like falls. 
Ah, uh, okay. And there's like like plat- plat- platforms I have to jump across to. And, and That's stuff. really cool. Like, yeah, um, and it's like he f- he filmed it over a couple of days, and like you could see them getting smarter and faster at it. Mm. That was that was quite interesting. Like it took them like like ages the first time, and a couple of them just gave up or tried to like cheat and climb up on like the building nearby and jump off onto the final final bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Classic boundary breaks sort of stuff. Yeah, it it didn't work though. <laughs> that was the fat lazy one, I think. Um, <laughs> yep, yep, that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't be bothered fighting this boss. I'm just gonna like see if I can do some weird ground pound bullshit to like get around him <laughs> and trigger the next cutscene. Ah, uh, thank uh, you, Halo Five. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so if you could train a mammal, an animal cow, we're not talking about reptiles, fuck reptiles. They've fucking <laughs> got tiny little pea brains, um, and people think, oh, I can teach a bloody my lizard, it has a personality, it likes to... No, it has dietary mm. requirements, <laughs> fight or flight instincts, That's it doesn't its like you. Yes, they're fucking lizards and snakes. Oh, man. No, this... crocodiles just want to eat you, so they're useless. <laughs> Well, because, like, I'm sure there's some sort of... There's some predator lizards that might be a bit smarter, but, but yeah, like, it's interesting that, that we've gone with trainable here. Like, so, sorry to break the fourth wall on this episode, but Bob didn't tell me what we were doing at all before this. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I like... I like trainable rather than domesticatable, like, because domesticatable is way, way harder, like, a much Ooh, yeah. higher bar to cross. Um, yeah. Mm. But so, like, now, I guess, like, because I, I really like, I, I think it's cool, and this is just the 14-year-old, like, edgy boy in me, but I, I think falconry is super cool. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I, I love the idea of, like, training a bird of prey to, like, keep coming back and, like, just and, and do the things that I needed to do. And, yeah. I just I love the idea of messenger pigeons. Like, how, mm. like you, you get a pigeon and, and it like lives in a place, and you teach it to always go back to that place. Mm. Which means when you like go out into the field, like you in war or something, you go to Germany, and you you have like six places where you have to deliver letters. You need six separate pigeons. Mm. That's just nuts. And oh, fun fact: uh, pigeons once upon a time were was p- pigeons were used as the first form of aerial photography. Um, oh, nice! But back in the day, yeah, they used to strap strap fucking cameras to pigeons and throw them up over the battlefield. <laughs> because uh, cameras weren't I, small then either. <laughs> no, they did make they did miniaturize them, but I think that was I think it was World War One when yeah. planes weren't super weren't weren't that common, weren't that easy to have. Yeah, they used yeah. pigeons. Yeah, and that's really interesting because pigeons were also used. Um, like there was a there was a a. a, a scrapped plan to use pigeons as missile targeting systems what so basically you trained the pigeon to peck uh the screen whenever um whenever a crosshair on the screen lined up with something like with a um with a building or something like that so you you train them to peck whenever it saw that combination of of things and, and so whenever you did that, you'd, you'd give it a pellet. 
So you'd put it in this box with like simulated flight footage um, and go, cool, when that's lined up, that's when you should peck. So like basically the pigeon just sort of starts off just pecking on the screen, pecking around the box, and then one day it gets it right and it gets a pellet and it's like, oh, oh, what did I do? <laughs> and then it slowly learns what to do. And then you strap that bastard into a little box <laughs> inside the plane itself and rig the footage up to yeah rig the crosshair up to line up properly then um yeah so so once it lines up and it pecks the thing it sends the the missile out <laughs> and that's that's presumably because human eyes are too shit at that distance or something uh it's at that it's height it's more that uh I, like i think the point was basically that you could um you could have an unmanned thing just sort of fly over right um yeah or like you didn't need, uh, like, a, uh, someone flying the plane and a gunner or something like that, so you could have... So you were risking less lives. Okay, I can see how this quite click, clear, quickly fell apart. Yeah. Because then yeah, you're, you're relying on a pigeon to... And, and it took a long time to train the pigeons, and, yeah, it it was just... Um, like, because it was done by... Um, I can't remember his, his first two names, but his name's Skinner. He's the guy who did, um, uh, like he was basically the guy who, um, who coined the term, um, operant conditioning, um, where, so like, yeah, he's one of the big psychologists in the early days of like how learning was figured out, like how we, how we know anything about how things learn. Huh, okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that, that whole, like, um, positive reinforcement of, um, of a behavior, um, by giving it the food and, and stuff like that, like, um, a lot of his research is now used in, uh, things like, uh, looter shooters and, um, and, like, big multiplayer games, um, to determine, like, what the right interval is for, like, dropping high-level, um, loot. Oh yeah, to keep maximum engagement. Yeah, yeah, like an investment. Yeah, he's he's the guy who's uh, who's to blame for loot boxes. <laughs> that motherfucker, <laughs> and just gambling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's gross. Because I mean, yeah, that's the dark side of psychology. Well, yeah, because it really is just um, hacking into sort of your lizard brain. Hmm. And yeah, getting getting the right reward, um, yeah, reward centers going for the right things. But yeah, exactly. super interesting stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Ass. So pigeons, not just stupid fluffy things that you want to kick because well, they're in your way <laughs> eating bread. But see, that's the cool thing about them because they're so simple. It's really easy to hack them. <laughs> hack them. It's it's really easy to get <laughs> them to do the thing. Stick things. the USB cord up the bum. Just smack away at the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Slap them in the right Skinner box, and you'll and you'll be able to like rig that box up to something else, to so you know that like when the pigeon does this is when the machine should do its thing. Mm, but and cow, so, yeah, can they get us coconuts? And <laughs> I mean, they could probably fly coconut um, picking drones. I'm just now picturing a little little. Um, a pigeon with the little aviator <laughs> goggles and hat and scarf yeah. in like, this little drone flying around. <laughs> like, it's pretty cool stuff, man. 
Um, dingoes are also a super interesting um, thing. I'm yeah, really very... putting my uh, first year psych stuff. <laughs> I'm really flexing that. Um, yeah, they're, they're quite intelligent, like for because for, they're they're somewhat different from dogs. Yeah, well, like, all wild dogs are much more intelligent um, than than domestic oh, dogs. Yeah, they're not. They don't have to outsource to humans. I mean, they outsource to humans. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, so they'll um, when when you put them in a situation they're not prepared for, uh, a, a domestic dog will just sort of look at at the human. And be like, cool, you're the alpha, you tell me what to do. <laughs> Where you're is right, it? I don't want the food. I want to <laughs> whack my tail. It gives me pets. I whack my tail and you help me. But so, like, normal, like, wild dogs like dingoes and, um, and timber wolves and things have been shown to, um, they, they can use tools in a very simple way. Like they can do things like move a table to reach something higher up. Oh, I've seen. I think I've seen something about this. Yeah, like they yeah. put they did tests on dingoes and like chucked them in cages and with bit, bits and pieces. And yeah, they found that the dingoes were shifting like the stuff around there and then climbing out of the cage. Yeah, like dingoes even learned how to undo the deadbolt on on the on their cage, like how to like get their head Whoa. through at the right angle and like lift it to. And, and move it across to get out of the cage. That's like, um, horror yeah. movie level terrifyingness. <laughs> Opening they doors, could, clever girl. <laughs> yeah, they could in theory open a doorknob. Yeah, yeah, they definitely can. Um, and so, Jesus. like, it's yeah, like I think the way humans think of like how in, like intelligent animals are is a little bit like it, it's just skewed. Like, there's plenty of things that are smart enough to do things that, like, a little kid couldn't do. Um, but, yeah, that's... They're just... They are a more independent sort of creature. Um, but, like, uh, I think... I can't remember exactly what the sort of scale was called. Like, because it's, it's really hard to test something like IQ in, in an animal. Um, but, like... I think they've done a similar thing with dogs as they did with um, crows and ravens um, about, like, there's a, a floating bit of food in, like, a, a cylinder of water that so, like, they can't fit their head in there to reach it. So they the birds will go and, like, get rocks and put it in there so the water level rises. Yeah, yeah, they fill so it they up. So they can yeah. reach it. Yeah, which is super cool. Um, and I, I don't think wild dogs were capable of that. Like, they didn't think to do it. Yeah, like, they don't understand water. Yeah, like, they're not good at, yeah, at the physics of it. Yeah. Um, birds will also hang out near, like, train tracks um, and and hunt all the all the prey as, like, the train goes past and spooks all the little mice and stuff. Huh. Yeah, well, so they know yeah, where to hang out and, yeah. You hear about all the crows that, um, like, learn to use pedestrian crossings and shit to, like, put nuts on the road. <laughs> yeah, when, yep. when the light goes, you know, when, when it's safe for them to go out, they go out and grab the, put a nut, come back, wait for the traffic to crush the nut, and, <laughs> and they go out and get the food and come back. Oh, so cool, man. I think, is it uh, crows or, or magpies um, up in northern, I think, Queens, Queensland or Northern Territory, mm-hmm. where they have cane, cane toads, um, learnt how to just fuck cane toads over and, like, learnt their 
their weak spots to like knock the glands out, and then mm. they can just feast on the gooey insides. Yeah. Without risk of being poisoned. Yeah. Um, yeah, which was something that they couldn't do for a while, and it's like a relatively new phenomenon. Yeah, this is in like the last five or so years. And so it's cool because that um, that's something that like one crow or a couple of crows figured out and then taught all the others to do. Yeah. Like it's uh, not it's not something it's... they all independently thought of. Yeah, like they did. Um, someone did a study. Um, you've probably seen this video as well. You might not have. Um, on this particular bird in America that has a certain... Um, like, all, all the birds have their own little little song. Oh, that's usually pretty consistent, but, like, every now and then they'd find one that was had a shit mating call. Yeah. Um, but it made it unique, which made it stand out. And then, yeah. like, over time, this song that was, like, essentially the, the Friday of, of bird songs <laughs> took over and became the dominant dominant tune that these birds sang over like a couple of years or so to the yeah. point where the the thing they used to sing is just almost completely gone these birds yeah. have just evolved in a completely different direction yeah or well, their, their song has yeah it's just completely changed yeah which is super cool mm, <laughs> that there's like guess... hipster crows <laughs> yeah basically they all want to be hipsters yeah no that's that that is really interesting um I'm trying to think of another animal that's sort of, um, like, well, cause the, the obvious answer is like your, your, your primates, because, you know, we've mm. taught certain monkeys and stuff to speak sign language, mm. which is just mind blowing. Well, okay. And so I th- that is what was going on in the back of my mind, actually, because there was a thing about uh, a gorilla. Um, that was sort of widely known as like she can speak sign language, but very simply, she she'd have a sign for like food and a sign for her toy, and um, and yeah, so like uh, for her different owners and things like that. Um, but yeah, there's I can't remember exactly what the refutation of that was, but like, have you seen videos of um the dogs that use like the big buttons on the floor to like say certain sentences to their owners. No, I've so, never heard of that. So like they, um, they've got these things set up and they basically like the, the video on TikTok or whatever will be, um, click, I click love, click you click mummy. And then the, the owner goes, Oh, it's so cute. And gives it all the treats and all the cuddles and stuff. And it's like, all it's done is taught that dog to press those buttons in that order. Yeah, I was about to say, that dog doesn't know what those words are. It just Ex- knows the sequence to get food. Exactly. And so that's what they think is going on with this gorilla. I can't remember her name. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's that basically... They can't really talk to it. What, yeah, is that um, the gorilla was just saying phrases at them, like doing signs at them that would make... that would result in the behaviours that it wanted from the... Um, from the owners, it didn't actually have any understanding of what those words were. It couldn't rearrange the words into different sentences or or anything like that. It it would just do the same things until it got what it wanted. Huh. Fraud monkeys. Yeah. Well, so it, well, it's interesting though because it's like, how do you know whether something understands that? Like, how do you test for it? It's yeah. Like, like, it's really hard to do, and the way they did it with this. Um, gorilla, as far as I'm aware, 
is um like is that yeah they tried to sort of force it into situations where it would need to use a combination of different phrases and, and it couldn't it didn't do it it would just sort of do the same phrases over and over again like the ones that it had already been taught Oh, like okay. it. It didn't rearrange any words within a sentence to make new sentences. It would just keep saying "I love you," or "Give me food," or "Bring me the ball." Yeah. Okay. So it would yeah, never. Cause... It never understood that, like, the me in that sentence referred to her, and and that she could use that to say, "No, that's mine," or "That's me." Um. Yeah, like she couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not explaining this very well. <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. Like it didn't have, it couldn't apply context. Yeah, essentially, yeah. It just had phrases. It's just the dog again. Yeah, exactly. And so, well, at least that's sort of what a bunch of skeptics have come out and said about it since. The people who were like raising her were like, no, 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 no. She can speak full sentences. But in a lot of like, um, yeah, interviews and things like that, where they tried to get other people to talk to it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it couldn't, yeah, rearrange any of those words to say anything else. Because they've taught, they've taught more than one though. Yeah, I, that, yeah, I'm talking, yes, yeah, specifically about this one. And so there probably yeah. is more and like, like I said, it's really hard to test. So maybe, maybe they can sort of have this like really rudimentary language. Um, but yeah, it's not something that that gorilla in particular was necessarily evidence for. Huh. There you go. Mm. So I guess what you're saying is you can't train a monkey to do sign language <laughs> and do your taxes or vote for you. Uh, I mean, may- maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sure, let's go with that. You probably could teach a monkey to vote for you. Yeah, probably. Mm. It depends. Depends, sort of, what your voting system was over here. It'd be a pain in the ass. Oh know, yeah, I mean, you nah, have to, have to vote above a... the line. Yeah, you couldn't do below the line. <laughs> no, too many boxes. <laughs> to all of our American listeners, so none of you, we have a good voting system <laughs> where you vote better. <laughs> where you vote in preferences. So below the line means you have to you have to order all your preferences from all the different candidates. Ah, Cal, hang on, you're jumping in too fast. We don't have two cults to start with. <laughs> we have like political parties. Oh no! It's like a completely different thing. Yeah, we have politics, not sports. <laughs> oh uh, no, we've gotten too political already. We already bagged Peter earlier on. There's gonna. <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't bag him. I just, uh, I, I don't <laughs> like to fall on on sides of of things when I don't have enough information to form an opinion that I yeah, feel and, is good enough. And obviously, beating monkeys is wrong. Oh, Ob- yeah, no question obviously. about that. Lock, locking them in cages and making them unhappy is wrong. Yeah. But Pokemon is fine. So shut mm, up, Peter. Exactly. <laughs> Stop trying to take away my Pokemans. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, what? <laughs> oh, Peter are very opposed to Pokemon because uh, they think it's like glorifying cockfighting. Ah, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> it's completely different. I mean, it's not in the context of like the larger lore of the universe of like, um, like 
fighting and getting strong is what these things want to do and they seek out their trainers to make them stronger like they choose you as much as you choose them yeah and like your rival's always a dick that's always like wanting wanting power and then in the end everyone's like you're a bond with your pokemon that makes you stronger it's like yeah because i don't want my mind to die of poison that's awful like you gotta get it out to the mart get it fixed up get some terrifying bad boy yeah Yeah. god damn it i just don't Mm. understand (laughs) don't understand the beauty of pokemon (laughs) that is correct yeah they even released a um a flash game called pokemon black and blue where uh, like pikachu bulbasaur charmander and squirtle are all like bloodied and beaten up and they turn on their humans and and kill them and yeah well clearly they are shit bad trainer then <laughs> yeah i mean it it's all it's all dumb that but anyway uh, animals that are good for training yeah um, right um a hippo I imagine would be terrible. <laughs> nah, a steed. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, yeah. Okay, hear me out. All right, I've thought long and hard about this, right? Okay. Um, elephant, big, yeah, cool. Can, yep. like, go across rivers, whatever. Like, yep. has tusks. That's fine. A hippo is not only a steed, but a fucking submarine. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. oh, no, i got a river that's too deep for the, for the elephant. Fucking hippo's got this. <laughs> also, hippos are like so much more deadly than their average elephant. Like hippos kill well, more that, people, apparently. That's what I was gonna say. They're so dangerous. Yeah, they're vicious beasts. Put them on the front lines and just watch everyone run away. <laughs> Horses pff, get scared of their own farts. They're unreliable. Uh, um. So, I've yeah, seen man, so many like, horses startled by their own farts. It's it's just... <laughs> it's disturbing. It's a disturbingly common occurrence. I, I'm doing some on-the-spot research into... Um, Horse farts. <laughs> into... Um, <laughs> uh, like you probably saw it getting around social media a little while ago. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, a guy who's like made a maze out of like salt. Uh and his front door to stop the slugs getting in. Oh, yeah, I've heard of these things, but I I just assumed it was, like, a death trap for them. Yeah, well, and so, like, the the post on, I think it was Facebook, is saying, uh, the rules of the gauntlet are simple. Any slug that touches the salt walls will most likely die a fiery death. (laughs) Any slug valiant enough to complete the gauntlet will be rewarded with a hearty amount of jam and entry to the house. The gauntlet will increase in difficulty with each successful slug. Uh, let the real-life tower defense begin. And um, what happened, though? Uh, I, I'm I'm now reading. Uh, uh, nothing, as far as I can tell. There was no update. Damn it! <laughs> and the news.com.au article is just like that's just cruel and unusual. What? No one should ever try this. What? I mean, there was a slug in the shower once, and I'm like, what does happen if you put salt on it? Oh, yeah, it will just burn and oh, die. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, it's not good for them. It's definitely <laughs> unhealthy. It changed colour. Oh, God. <laughs> I felt bad. I mean, yeah, but I mean... Fuck it, you, it came in my house. God damn it. It's an intruder. I mean, 
It's real, like it's probably no more cruel than spraying it with pesticide of some sort. Ah, uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean that that stuff's fucked. <laughs> like you can true, uh, yeah. Like flies basically bash their brains out until they die when you hit them with fly spray. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, which makes them not a not a good thing. No. Just makes them even more annoying because they're already pretty mm-hmm. annoying. But then when they can't see and they're just smashing in the shit, it's like, oh, especially the big ones. They spray and then there's like ting, 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 ting. It's like, oh fuck, I just die already. <laughs> like I wish I had just smacked you with something. It would have been less, <laughs> less cruel on both of us. Yeah. Well, they get harder to smack after then because they're like even more unpredictable. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. No. So Bastards. I was thinking about um, on the on this. Uh, process of bugs and stuff like that. Have you, have you, do you know anything about beekeeping? Uh, it's difficult, and <laughs> uh, after ta- over time, you build up an immunity to bee stings, and they no longer hurt, <laughs> or you no longer have, have a reaction to them. Also, well, as far as I'm aware, with um, with the bee, uh, yeah, it, is that um, like they they're pretty much controlled by the pheromones of the queen. Um, and so you, you can basically just put a new queen into a box, like a, a freshly selected and, and jellied queen into your bee box and, um, and, and smother some of the hormone stuff that comes with it into a little wet pad thing. Um, and it will start, um, hatching eggs. And I think there's even like bees come from other colonies and stuff. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't know enough about that, but, um, but yet like you can pretty much get bees to like go anywhere you want, like by following these like pheromones that we can just bottle, um, huh. that the queen puts out. So like, yeah, in, so you just leave a little path for them. Yeah. Well, and like in movies when you see people with like, um, yeah, like whenever they do anything with bees, like have you seen Candyman? No. Oh, that movie's fucked, and there's lots of bees. Um, but yeah, so you, well, basically, yeah, to to do like the beard of bees thing that they you see on TV sometimes, they just they put the pheromone stuff on your face, and the bees just sort of gather around it. Huh. Yeah. So it'd be I I wonder like if there's something that you could do to like get bees to, I don't know, carry stuff. <laughs> well. Tiny packets of information, I guess, if you could make tiny little micros, um, little microchips, and then physical pollen size, yeah, Mm, would be super interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then you can move it without people knowing. Mm, Like, can you imagine like flowers that were essentially just um, little wireless receiving pads that you put the the information into, um, yeah, to send information. I mean, it would just, it would be slow. <laughs> oh yeah, like it'd be not worth it at all. Um, but I mean, it could be could be interesting. Could be a, an interesting way of transmitting stuff. And I, I don't know what you would do, but I'm sure there's something. Yeah, even B-fi. like um, <laughs> um, yeah, even like just uh, chemical packets of some sort, like. Um, being able to like um, put like just the tiniest amount of 
um, of the right um, type of pesticide or, or something onto your plant so it doesn't like so it still kills the the thing that eats your plant but nothing else um, including mm. the bee hmm. well because be hard to do you gotta, you gotta be careful because you know bees they use bees to like to pollinate and germinate plants and you can use mm. bees to to cross pollinate um, stuff as well mm. make hybrids and shit mm. Um, mm. Mm. so you could like um, you could selectively breed your plants by putting the right bee pheromones on the right plants at the right time yes I believe you can do stuff like that I think interesting I, I i know that you can that, that that certain plants require bees to to pollinate to pollinate them yeah yeah to germinate the seeds and shit um mm. and I'm, i think that yeah if they've got enough shit on them from another plant on stuff you can yeah cross potentially cross pollinate i think i might be making that up though somehow i'm not sure it requires further study this has mm. been significantly more uh, educational than I had anticipated. <laughs> well, and we, we've broken one of the rules already because the I think the episode title was uh, "Best Trainable Mammals." Uh, I thought I said maminals. <laughs> maminals. Yeah, <laughs> <now> maminals. Because <laughs> I think uh, spent more time on. We've come up. The pigeons are pretty good. Mm. Uh, I can do lots of things. Photography. Yeah. Uh, uh, guided missiles. Yeah. Guide, <laughs> guided missiles targeting. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then, like, crows and dogs are smarter than you think they are. Gorillas are probably not as smart as you think they are. Nah, they've got terrible hand accents. <laughs> and, uh, um, dogs can't say, I love you, mummy, with, with things they just say, I want the fucking food. Yeah, I want cuddles and attention rather than, mm. I love you. Mm, uh, no cuddles and attention result in food. <laughs> probably, yeah. Mm. Um... Yeah, no, like, uh, animal behaviour stuff is super interesting, and it's it's definitely worth looking into. Um, yeah, and if you know more about any of the topics that we've brought up, please let us know. Um, oh, yeah. Tweet we want to know at, this stuff. At the Video Shop Podcast or at Sam Pratt White. Um, and <laughs> he'll really forward it on to us. Presence. We really should make a BTM Twitter page. Yeah, I should, and then I can harass Sam with it. <laughs> tweet at Boo Mowgli <laughs> which is Bob's uh, uh, see the funniest thing about that the yeah. funniest thing is whoever did make it has stitched me up something fucking good <laughs> they've stitched me up something shocking wait so you it's didn't not- make it no. What the? No, Bob. <laughs> I swear to God. And back again. It's not me. I don't, and everyone's I like, don't believe you. Matt, every time I see him. It's like, it's, I, I don't have feelings for that movie strong enough to commit to that kind of a bit. God damn it. Like, it's... I, oh. And I know me saying it's not me doesn't help. It just makes... Fucking people go, it definitely is then. But it's, oh, I'm fucked. I've been stitched up good and proper. So I tip my hat to you, sir, or madam. Congratulations. Mm, I'll, have to do some, I'll have to do some research on this because I'm not convinced it's not you. But as you said, just saying that it's not you isn't going to get me anywhere. Exactly. Get you anywhere. 
Exactly. Oh, well, I'm glad we were sort of wrapping up this video, this episode on, uh, <laughs> yep. on an in-joke about another show. But we do other shows. We do the Video Shop podcast, yeah, at least I which, do. Which, I mean, that's probably how they found this. So that's... Probably. Yeah. Go back and harass Sam for being a loser. <laughs> I was giving you all a thumbs up, but you can't see because of the magic of, of microphones. <laughs> Tweet your... Uh, BTM uh, acronyms at Sam Pratt White and at Video Shop Pod and at Boo Mowgli, and we'll uh, we'll we'll hopefully do do some of them. Yeah, because we're if, running if out good. for now. <laughs> nah, but what are you talking about? Have no fear, we've got stories for years. Like Marge becomes a robot, maybe Mo gets a cell phone, uh, <laughs> buckets a new pet bear. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he will find. Uh, all right, well, till next time. Uh, as, got as we always say. Yep. Go, hippos.